We may all believe that we know the stories of our frontline healthcare heroes during this global COVID-19 pandemic, and we may. But our success in this current situation and our ability to thrive in the future will rely a great deal on taking the lessons from these times forward. We're exploring those lessons and celebrating our nurses in our show today. So stay with us for an inside look from people who are out there saving lives and doing the good thing during these very challenging times. Hello, everybody. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. And I am very excited about the show today for any number of reasons, starting with the utmost respect I have for our amazing community hospital and valued partner, Tucson Medical Center. They are always out there doing the good thing, the right thing for our community, and putting the spotlight on them at this time in our COVID-19 world brings me and my team great joy. And I want to tell you a little bit more than I normally do about our two guests so that you have a sense of just, you know, I was kind of making a joke. I want you to know just who you're talking to here. I want you to know who they are and why they are both so well suited to be doing what they're doing and to be sharing that during this time. So joining me are Mimi Kumler and Joy Upshaw. Mimi Kumler serves as the Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer for TMC Healthcare, leading operational and nursing services for the organization. In her role, Mimi is responsible for driving safety and quality improvements and has operational responsibility for areas across the hospital, including surgery, emergency services, critical care, infection control, and hospice. And Mimi, I got exhausted just reading that. And you're still so much fun. I just have to throw that in. When you see her, she doesn't look like a depressed, put-upon person with all this responsibility. You are all that, my friend. Um, You have focused your expertise in creating partnerships, strategic planning, regulatory compliance, and team building among the many. Joining us also is another rock star, Joy Upshaw. She is the Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer at TMC. She has more than 16 years of clinical leadership experience devoted to enhancing the quality of care provided by nursing. She has a reputation for outstanding leadership, and I can attest to that from another show we did together, in a wide variety and diverse range of nursing areas such as medical, surgical, oncology, orthopedics, cardiac, excuse me, maternal, child health, emergency medicine, same-day services, respiratory therapy, and intensive care, and joy. As with Mimi, after I read all that, I feel like I have to go take a nap because there's so much that you guys do. And I really say that with my heart and with my head. So thank you for taking the time to be here. In celebrating healthcare heroes, TMC nurses, exclamation point. Um, You know how I personally feel about the truth that lies in that statement, and that was even before COVID-19. So are you ready to get on with the show? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Okay, yes, I'm in charge. I love it. I'm never in charge of Mimi. Um, I know that... (laughs) I know that we are all in agreement about nurses being everyday heroes. And if not, it begs the question, like, why not? So now enter COVID-19. And I always think it's best to start the show with a story or something that you both want to share from your hearts about someone that may have gone above and beyond or what you're seeing. So 
it's this show is really about you and your important work and putting the spotlight on nurses. So take it away. I don't know if you flipped a coin for who wants to go first, but um, I think Mimi's taller. So maybe you want to go first, Mimi. Sure, I'll go first. You know, Gina, I think uh, unquestionably our world has changed and so has our world inside the hospital. When we, for, we had our first COVID positive patient back on March 13th, we launched into action. We created specialized COVID units so that we could keep those patients and our staff safe and, and cohort those patients in the ICU and on specialized units. And um, as most of our community is aware, we stopped allowing visitors in the hospital. And that was a big change to walk down our halls and and just see a handful of healthcare workers uh, moving supplies, moving meds, taking patients to tests, things like that was just a visual reminder of how different things were for us. But for the patients, that meant that their family members who were typically there to hold their hand, look in their eyes, offer words of encouragement, give them hugs, give them the reassurance that they need and, and support them in their healing process were absent from the bedside. And our nurses uh, have incredible in terms of filling that role and filling the gap. They harness the power of human touch day in and day out. And last week, I received a letter from a family talking about one nurse in particular. Her name was Brittany. Um, Brittany was taking care of um, someone who was not doing well. And um, she was communicating regularly with the family for which they were so grateful. They felt like she was their connection. She made them feel like they were at the bedside. But um, one of the things uh, that told the family that their loved one was being very well taken care of by Brittany was that he loved to have his head scratched and that's how he felt comfortable. And so Brittany um, in this gentleman's dying days took the time to scratch his head and, um, and this family wrote and spoke to how much comfort that that brought them because that's what they would have done at the bedside. So um, we have, you know, a number of stories just like Brittany and, and this family, but it has been um, just a, um, an amazing journey with our nurses taking over and, and conveying the love and care to our patients. Yeah, you can't in a really difficult yeah, time. You yeah. can't beat that one. And of course, you know me really well, Mimi. And I, I'm sitting here very teared up. And I don't think there's a lot of interviews you can do with someone whose husband was in the hospital seven times last year, and it was TMC. And I wrote novellas about the nursing care, not little short letters. I was like, okay, well, this will take up half a staff time because it's real. And that was not in a COVID nineteen time. I always looked right. for the nurses. You know what, and Gina, I, I was lucky enough to to visit you while you guys were in the hospital, and 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 I watched that you were standing by your husband's bed, you're holding his hand, you're offering him reassurance, you're asking the questions that um, both needed answers to. And so, in this time when family members are absent, our nurses are are really stepping in. It's triple duty. Joy, do you have anything you want to say? Because you are like the the poster child for 
I don't I, like emotional support and caring. I loved when I did my interview with you, but you you go out there, you you extend that care. So what do you want to add to this? Can you top that, Joy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, no, this that was, you know, that letter that came across last week, that has been our mission moment. Um, and, and, and as she said, that's just one thing, one time. We have so many nurses doing that, and we just try to harvest on those little moments that come in that we can bring it back to the nurses on why they do what they do. But, you know, through this whole time, we've had nurses stepping up left and right, volunteering to be, to take care of nothing but COVID patients. We've had people that have been away from uh, normal bedside duty doing other things such as IT department and uh, coordinators, cardiac coordinators, um, people from all over this hospital, nurses that had moved away from the bedside that volunteered to come back in and take care of these patients when we needed them. So it's just, um, it's been quite an amazing and honoring to, uh, to just watch all the nursing that has uh, stood side by side and, and how how they've worked as a team together as well. Um, it is remarkable the the team that has formed out of this. So at TMC, you actually celebrate something called Nurses Week. And it's not like a new COVID-19 idea. It's something that you have valued and that you do. Why do you think it's so important? Why does TMC celebrate Nurses Week? So I can answer that, Gina. That's um, pretty easy. We do it to recognize and honor the nursing profession as a whole. Um, Our goal is we want to continue to encourage nurses to further their education and their knowledge. Uh, We continue to strive for improvements in the profession. And we also advocate at this time for others who might want to think about going into nursing. Um, Even every year we do a scholarship for nursing at this time. Uh, to allow nursing to go back to higher their degrees. We give $60,000 in scholarships each year at this time of nursing week, just so that we can include that in there. But this week, really, it gives us the opportunity to just reflect and um, as an industry and have gratitude for the service of their profession to the public and acknowledgement of the complexity of their work. And I think this year, um, I think, you know, this year's theme before way before COVID-19 was year of the nurses. And I think COVID-19 has just put that into perspective. And you read the stories and you watch the news and it's just, I mean, these are the everyday heroes along with some other frontline workers, but it's, it's literally, you know, you go to the hospital under normal circumstances and your job as a nurse. And now there's a pandemic with a, with a deadly virus and people keep, showing up. It it blows me away and people coming out of retirement and, you know, the list goes on. So what do you do for them? Do you like give them treats and have parties or order pizza? What do you do? How do you celebrate them? I want to know a little bit about what kind of party we're missing. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, wouldn't describe life right now as a party, but we are trying <laughs> to, um, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a couple of really important things that we're doing. Uh, number one is we are making sure nurses have access to really good hand cream because there has never been more hand washing than, uh, than ever before. And so everybody's hands are pretty, pretty dried out and cracked. I think uh, this week we started playing the song, the Alicia Keys song, Good Job, over our loudspeaker. And um, it was pretty special. I was out in the hospital when that song was being played and there were a lot of elbow bumps and tears and just the the pride that exists in doing the work that our, our entire healthcare team is doing as well as nurses. 
And so our community has reached out and many local restaurants have donated uh, food that we've been able to deliver to our frontline worker, healthcare workers and nurses included that, um, you know, it's a really special thing that our community is nourishing our hospital. And um, both emotionally with, with letters of support, messages of support, and the commitment to following whatever instructions the, the local governments are giving out, as well as um, providing nutrition and, and nourishment that way. It's, it's, a, it's a special time to be in the hospital. And, and another, another aspect of this has been out doing rounds. Joy and I are on the units, um, making sure that we're asking everyone what they need. There's a lot of fear and uncertainty in all of this. I think we, we know what we know and we know there's a lot we don't know. And so we have to do the work to ensure that nurses have access to PPE as well as all of the information that they need so that they, um, there's recommendations that are changing every single day or every single week. And it's our jobs to make sure that our staff have, have the access to that information and then that, that we incorporate those changes and best practices as we learn them into our environment. So I'm not surprised. In a perfect interview, the guest um, preempts your questions because they are really important ones. And Mimi, you did answer a question I have that you two in particular, um, you're like a lifeline for the frontline workers. You have to be there to motivate them and inspire them in a time of crisis. So... I guess I don't have a question, but I just have to say, knowing both of you, I hope you're taking care of yourselves because Mimi, you're right. You know, Katie and I got sick this week and I bring that up because now when you sneeze or you cough or you get a bad headache, what? where do you think your mind goes? I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. And I don't think it was it, but you have to deal with all that when people are providing care as well. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but it isn't business as usual. And there's a lot that is being asked of you, I'm sure. Absolutely. We do. Um, I, I, will, I will tell you two brief stories that, you know, Mimi, one day we were both working incident command center on a Saturday and <laughs> Mimi texts me and says, can you come let me in the door? I've left my badge. So I go out there to let her in only to find that Mimi couldn't get past the temperature station. <laughs> Because she had a fever. Now, later on, we learned it was because she stood out there on the phone in the sun for a while. But for that moment, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's a scary feeling. We had to really look at everything. And did we get into something? And um, I think, you know, and you can't find a thermometer anywhere in town. So she she was calling everybody lifeline that she knew to get a thermometer to check it. But um, and and you, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things that now you get sick and you rethink everything. But um, we really do, uh, you know, our goal is to try to motivate motivate and inspire them to keep um, remembering the why of why yeah. they become a nurse and do what they do. And, and if we keep that connection with them, if the nurses remember why they become a nurse and why they do what they do, that's going to continue to motivate them and continue the path forward with these patients. Um, the other key piece is that the transparency, we try to be very transparent in everything that we do. 
Um, we we have clear communication over and over. We're doing a weekly town hall now virtually where people just get on and ask questions and so that we can get feedback and we can get in front of everybody. But um, I, I think that the key is really just um, and recognizing, I said, it, it, a thank you goes a long way. Yeah. And I think the community has helped us a lot in that. The community has really stepped up and, and sending um, cards, handwritten cards and mills and um, care packages and everything, just trying to take care of um, our essential staff here. And, and so it's really appreciative to the staff. So Mimi, you mentioned hand cream and it kind of cracked me up because I have never washed my hands for 20 seconds in my whole entire life. You know me, five seconds, I'm done. I'm out of here, what's next? Well, I'm washing my hands for 20 seconds, which seems like an hour and a half sometimes. And I need hand cream like I've never before. My hands are just dry as can be. So hand cream is one thing. Are there other ways, like really targeted ways or anything you want to share that community members can do to help show their support? You say it's happening, but is there still a need or a gap that we could fill? Because I've never lived at a time when I feel people really wanting to step up and help. What can I do? Where can I put my love? Where can I put my dollars? Where can I put my concern? Is there anything in particular that you need that can help? You know, I would tell you the things that people have done there. We have 4,500 employees at TMC. And so can, bringing food um, is, it's not like we're overwhelmed with the amount of food. It's been, people have been very, very generous, but if somebody would like to come and continue to, to support uh, by bringing food to our emergency department, our ICU, we're going to start elective surgery soon um, to our surgical department. You know, there are, there are to our doctors, there are definitely, um, there are definitely opportunities for that. Right now I am wearing a, homemade crocheted button mask fastener on the back of my neck because my poor little ears, although I don't think my children would call them little, my my ears have um, are, are a little raw from wearing a mask every day. And so it's it's amazing what a difference that makes that somebody took the time to crochet and um, home make something that would make me more comfortable. And I know that that is going a long way for our nurses. And and they're working for 12 hours and uh, sometimes longer. And so those, the caps, the, um, the, the mask holders or extenders, those things are really, really appreciated. I know our staff um, is very grateful for things like that. I think you will begin to hear next week is hospital week and nurses week. And so they're... Um, there are some sweet messages and yard signs that you'll see out there that talks about supporting our healthcare heroes. And so it's, it's the little things like that. There are nurses in our community living all over the place. And so don't underestimate the, the power of putting a sign in your front yard that says we love our healthcare heroes or happy nurses week. That will mean something to someone. That's a wonderful suggestion. Wonderful. And you know, when we were there a lot last year, my friend, brought shortbread cookies and we had the A team of staff nurses taking care of us because it isn't us, even though James was the one in the hospital bed. And oh my gosh, it was like, I say this with love and kindness, the staff were like locusts. Oh my God, the word spread and there's these really good cookies in room so-and-so. And then of course I told my best friend and she made 
quite a bit more because it's just a tough job and little things like that. I had no idea what a difference it would make to just bake cookies. And that's something that a lot of us can do. So thank you for that. So Mimi, you touched on it a little bit and I think it's really important. Um, I've read a lot about where people who need medical care are afraid or reluctant to get it because of the virus. So can you help kind of assuage those fear for us? People who need care should not hesitate to go to the hospital. Is that a fair and true statement? That is absolutely a fair and true statement. And um, it is. it has been a phenomenon that patients who are having heart attacks have dropped anywhere from 10 to 50 percent um, worldwide people are not seeking care which which gives us pause and concern the, the same with the same with strokes that there are patients who are suffering at home because they are they are afraid that if they come to the hospital they will get covid and we have put a lot of systems in place cleaning systems, screening systems, segregation systems to ensure that our patients are safe. And if it's any um, if, if it's any indicator, we have had no staff. We started a universal masking process um, in the 21st of March. And um, since we have all started wearing masks, we have had no healthcare workers have um, an exposure uh, that resulted in any kind of positive COVID test. We did have two initially, um, which was before we started our, our masking process. So, uh, and those healthcare workers are just fine and they're both back to work. But, but um, we believe that um, we, we don't know everything we need to know. We don't have widespread testing available, but we are seeing what the precautions and appropriate use of PPE and appropriate infection prevention standards are successful in keeping healthcare workers and patients safe. We have had no patients have a hospital-acquired COVID infection. No patients that have entered the hospital have been exposed to COVID and ended up infected. And so I think that those are some of the fears that are out there that we want to be sure people know that it is, um, it is safe to come to the hospital particularly, as you know, Governor Ducey announced that uh, hospitals are able, under certain circumstances, able to proceed with elective surgeries. And we have met all of those circumstances. We have um, examined all of our infection prevention practices. We have the ability to test when appropriate. We can screen and we have adequate PPE. And so as we proceed, all attention has been given to ensuring that all of those safety protocols are in place. That is such an important message to get out and you answered it eloquently. I would not be afraid to go on to TMC no matter what. And that's my own life I'm talking about. So I'm glad you answered it as thoroughly as you do. You did. And then I want to do my own little shout out. And Tim Bentley will be so proud of me. Make sure you tell him I did this. But I think an amazing tool that I hope is being utilized is the TMC Now app. I had to get that in on the show because if you have any fears, worries, sore throat, you name it, you can download this app on your phone and you can get a doctor to look at you. I mean, I remember when he first told me, Mimi, he told me about this friend of his whose son or daughter, little little kid, thought they had strep throat. 
And instead of having to go to the doctor where you're exposing others to strep throat, putting your kid through sitting through a doctor's visit, the doctor diagnosed it, looked at the throat because you can do close up and said it's strep throat. So the, the the amount of time, energy, exposure that was saved in that one case. So I want to remind people, it's just TMC now and download the app. And I think, I don't know if this is still going on, but it was $20 for a consultation during this crisis. And even if it's a little more, it's still um, a way to assuage your fears and get a good professional um, diagnosis about what you should do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the key is, is the hospital has always will be, always has been and always will be the safest place for anybody to be, actually. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty ironic this weekend while I was in Lowe's to see how many people elbow to elbow in Lowe's, but how many people are out there scared to go to the hospital where we have processes in place that keep people safe. Right. And so oh, the joy, hospital I is the safest yes. place you can be. And I'm like, look, I, I have not been out much because I've been taking it very seriously. And my daughter is the one that goes to the grocery store. But I went last week and I looked around. And I said, what is wrong with you people? Get get a mask. I mean, I, I just, for your sake and the sake of everybody you love. So anyway, we don't want to We're get... both chuckling because we can imagine <laughs> the look on your face when you are looking at those people. You you can imagine me. It's like, you know, it's, it's good I had a mask on. It was a scowl. And then to some people, I would say, you guys know me, I'd say... I'm really smiling behind this mask. You can't tell, but I'm really smiling. And um, it's just, it's it's a very challenging situation. So is there anything else that you want to put in before I get in the last word, which you know I love having the last word anytime I can? <laughs> is there anything that... Yes. I just want to make sure to to remark and convey my deep sense of gratitude to nurses. Mm-hmm. I have never been more proud to be a nurse, have never been more proud of my chosen profession, have never relied on my colleagues and been so um, just impressed and appreciative of the work we do together as a team and as uh, th- that they're doing as individuals for the health of our patients and of our community. And um, it is an unprecedented and incredible time and our nurses are incredible people. Absolutely. So you really can't top that. And a part of me feels like we should just say, amen, put a pin in it, and that's the end. But I have to get in what's in my heart for this one. Um, well, Joy might have something a little in her heart as well. Yeah, Joy, what do you have in your heart that you need to share or really yeah, want I, to? I'm with you. I think Mimi said that very, very well, uh, Gina, that it is just a remarkable time to be a nurse um, and, and for all the reasons that we went into healthcare and we went into nursing, uh, it is definitely, um, lit with the microscope right now. And, and I think that it just makes you proud to be able to make a difference in somebody's life. We talked earlier about, you know, having masks on and not being able to see, and somebody had said, you know, our nurses have to filter our eyes. And I said, no, our nurses filter touch. That's what we do. And so... Um, we, we're here to touch and, and, um, it, it's, it's wonderful to be a nurse and appreciative of our nurses. Definitely. You know, you guys leave me speechless and I mean that, you know, that I speak from my heart. So my last words are very personal and they're all about gratitude. 
And it's gratitude for the people I know at TMC and for all the people I don't know personally, but I know that I can count on them if I need them. That never mattered to me more than it does now. And as I said earlier, when this epidemic hit, I said to my family, you guys, we're so blessed because we have TMC in our community and we know some of the people. And if I get sick, I know what I'm going to do. And I felt safe. I felt confident that if the virus hits me or someone I love, that I would know what to do and where to turn for help. And even if that help was just to assuage my fears, I knew there were people there I could count on to say, calm down, Gina. And I know that I'm blessed because I know people who work there. And I know how much I can count on them because my family and I have had to do it and they did not disappoint. So now more than ever before, I ask that all of us be mindful of the people who are putting their lives on the line every day, every day, sometimes for 12 hours a day to make sure that we are safe, that our community is safe, that we are being cared for it. And even though... I could wax poetic for at least another 15 minutes, giving high praise to TMC and their nurses and all of their wonder. I'm going to stop here with a simple, warm, sincere, from the bottom of my very green heart, thank you. Thanks to both of you for being here with me and inspiring me yet again, inspiring me yet again. And to all of the everyday heroes you are here to represent. And I have one favor to ask, Please stay well because we need you. We need your leadership. We need your experience. We need your wisdom. And because you're there, I feel like my life is better. So there's the selfish aspect to my final words. So thank you both so much. And especially when you have so much on your plate um, for all you're doing. And I hope the community hears that and starts the oven with chocolate chip cookies or homemade brownies from scratch. Thanks, Gina. We really appreciate you helping us to tell our story. Thank you. Enjoy. Thank you. I'm sure our paths will cross again, hopefully without masks. Take care, you too.